This episode of the Pixels and Pads podcast is brought to you by Soul Surplus. Soul Surplus is a full-service music production company that creates original music compositions for music producers, filmmakers, and content creators. They strive to create quality music that helps jumpstart the creative process without the hassle of sample clearance. Whether you're a segment producer looking for new music for your next project, or you're a content creator looking for music for your next YouTube episode, head to soulsurplus.com and use the code PIXELS in all caps to save 15% on your next purchase. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the seventh episode of the Pixels and Pads podcast. I'm your host, Wes Pendleton. And I'm your co-host, John McNeil. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Be sure to head over to pixelsandpads.com to catch up on the former episodes and subscribe to the Pixels and Pads podcast via iTunes and the Google Play Store. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please do us a huge favor and leave us a review. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pixels and Pads. Uh, today's a, a kind of a different episode. Um, we're actually going to be trying to do these, I would say, maybe like once a month where it's just you and I, John, talking and, uh, you know, just talking about some of the things that we've learned or sharing some stories about specific things that we've been through. Um, today's episode is spe- is specifically about um, our own company that we co-own together, you, I and Joel, your brother called soul surplus which is a an e-commerce business um which we supply digital audio goods to producers music producers and content creators to be able to use both in um, music production manipulation but also for creative content like you know youtube creators and things like that and we supply these digital goods um, so that people can use sounds without the worry of um, sample clearance, which, as you and I know, as producers, is such a hassle between the time and the money that it might cost to get these samples cleared, which is, you know, it's understandable. These are original artists. They deserve to get their just due. They deserve to get their money. And so if they ask for something in particular, they, you know, they're due to get in. We understand that as creatives. But, you know, what we wanted to do is create an avenue much like uh, other um, companies who do do the same thing as we do, but to create a company that uh, scratches an itch and solves a problem um, and uh, allows people to not only um, not only save effort and time, but to also save money in the process. So we started this company, I guess technically we got together to talk about it probably about a year ago now, right? It's like the middle of October, I think, 2016. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so you and I, you, me, and Joel, we sat down and, you know, I was just like, hey, guys, I think think we can really do this. And I kind of had a eureka moment where um, I had an issue with (laughs) clearing a sample. And I was like, I can't be the only person that's going through this. You know, <laughs> and then not only that, but then, you know, you look to the left and right and we have friends that had been doing this for a while, uh, particularly our good friend Daniel Steele uh, running his company MSX Audio with uh, with M Simp. So um, it was one of those things where I was kind of looking at what they do. And those guys specialize in sound design, especially. So they're yeah. they're 
very niche um, as far as the way they approach uh, their packs. But I kind of felt like we would be able to handle the gap that was missing from a soulful standpoint. You know, we're all from the Philadelphia area and that's just something that just comes naturally to us. And it's the one style that I feel like is probably sampled the most, you know? So, sure. So I came to you guys and I was just like, I think we can do this. And we, we came together with the idea that we were just trying to make a couple of dollars, like almost pocket money, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, you fast forward a year later and now it's, you know, to the point where now we're making these like huge decisions and brainstorming about huge decisions <laughs> for the next year. And it's just crazy to see how we've gone from the idea to the execution, you know, and to where we are today. And so we just wanted to talk to you guys about, you know, the origins of this and how this came together, get a little bit more in depth of our backgrounds and why this brand even makes sense for us to um, to be running, you know, in the first place. Yeah. Like Wes had mentioned, he came to us, um, you know, talking about the start of this uh i guess endeavor this business endeavor this uh business but it all stemmed from him circling back from the first time he actually uh came into contact with us which was in 2013 uh you know west was helping out at his father's church uh playing organ and um you know we were guests a part of a guest group that came in my brother and i uh to play and uh you know as we were playing (laughs) Wes uh fast forward later on when we all became well acquainted he had told us man he knew that first night that he heard us that we weren't your normal church musicians as he would say yeah because uh there is a uh there's a couple stigmas that go with some church musicians um some of them are (laughs) (laughs) I mean I have a lot of those guys who are my friends but like yo honestly the church does bring about some of the greatest musicians in the world. And oh, that's yeah, absolutely. documented. However, there are a lot of bad stigmas that come with guys who get stuck in that box. Right. Um, and, you know, if you're not able to be musical outside of that context, it can really bind you up. It can also free you if you let it be a springboard. And uh, for us, man, it was just, it was crazy meeting Wes in that context because I mean, he saw like kind of what we did, but we always felt like we didn't really fit that mold. And I think that's why we it worked out, all of us working together. But yeah, just a quick backdrop. Uh, you know, we grew up, my brother and I playing uh, in church, but we were more so late bloomers uh, considerably, if you consider church musicians as a lot of those guys grow up on the organ bench is a thing they'll say, like, you know, they right. grew up watching we weren't that we would right. go to bibles uh we would go to choir rehearsal my father was a choir director in a big baptist church um so it was like a subconscious thing right we weren't right. into it but it was like we knew it was getting into us um every week when we would go and have to be quiet because he's rehearsing with the choir <laughs> or, or the male chorus yeah <laughs> uh, so later on you know i was always playing band in elementary school my brother and i were as well my brother actually quit uh, <laughs> Which is crazy to even think about. Crazy to think about because he's better than me now. But uh, <laughs> he had quit band, and I played all through my school career. Like trombone was my first instrument, then played tuba, uh, trombone and tuba in college on a on a scholarship at Howard University. Um, but ended up playing, picking up bass. My band director bought me a bass 
uh, at uh, the middle of high school because I told him I wanted to play. I, I heard Earth, Wind, and Fire is way of the world. And mm. when I heard Verdine White on bass, I'm like, yo, I want to do that, man. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what I want to do. Um, but at the time, it was funny because I was listening to all hip hop and, you know, rap. And it was all like, man, I was liking that stuff more when I was trying to see, all right, how can I make that all mixed together? So it went from a time of just being a big hip hop head to then I got so into bass. I just listened to a lot of like just records with bass, but not knowing that the circle back and the, the bring it all together thing was that, you know, I started playing my favorite hip hop records like Tribe stuff. Right. Um, all of that. And, you know, then from there, the rest is history. You know, I'm playing in church, picking up, uh, you know, those music that helped me really get better on my instrument. Uh, traveled a little bit with a soul band. I was playing horn. So I learned a lot with those guys. Um, and then I played with like a hip hop band. It was funny because that's when my brother and I started doing, you know, music out. Right. Uh, we first were just playing Neo Soul records in the garage with our our, our friend in high school. We would come right. home, not even do our homework. We just go into uh, the garage and just because <laughs> you know it was during an era where uh, the Soul Aquarians were taking over. Philly was like crazy, the Soul era. And wasn't we were, that wasn't that such a good era, man? It was a really good era. We were the youngins, man. It was affecting everyone, the young and the old, man. Yep. We were the young impressionable guys who were just trying to play that stuff. We mm-hmm. didn't want to do anything else um and it's funny because we were playing that stuff more than church my brother actually was playing neil soul stuff just in the garage no one heard him and we never would play in church until right. one day i asked him to come to a rehearsal for a hip-hop band he was so nervous he's like yo no one ever has ever heard me outside of the garage and <laughs> right. i'm like well they need to and yeah. when they did man man the rest is history you know he started playing in church now this dude plays organ um, he's traveled all over playing you know, records together. And then fast forward back to that time in 2013, <laughs> when we went west. He heard all of this in a matter of an hour or so. He's like, yeah, I knew you guys weren't traditional uh, musicians. And from there, the rest is history. We started making records with Wes, um, put some things up on SoundCloud under our, our, our moniker uh, 42 North. That was the first time people heard us and seen us as that. He introduced us to Wit. We did a lot of records with Wit, um, you know, a lot of guys, um, you guys, uh, some of you may heard of if you follow uh, Andy Minio's, the social clubs and all those guys. Um, started doing records with them and man, just, it's been crazy to find purpose musically because mm-hmm. I think that's what my brother and I always struggle with. Uh, we were playing in a hip hop band in churches some churches we would get kicked out of because it was just like they're like what are y'all doing (laughs) we knew we didn't want to play with like a a choir or some group we wanted to do you know the stuff we wanted to do soul and hip-hop and right uh working with west meeting west and uh working with wit like that gave us like purpose it brought it all full full circle like yo this is what we're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. this is why you know, we play the way we do. And now with Soul Surplus, it's even furthering that narrative. Um, man, what you guys hear on Soul Surplus, like, it's so amazing to see people take these samples and chop them up and build because, like, what you guys are getting is just what my brother and I have always been doing. Yep. Like, that's been us. We were in our garage doing this, mm-hmm. just messing around with chords and vibes. 
and now to do it and people like buy it <laughs> yeah that's just kind of crazy to me you know what i mean yep and you know what even to piggyback on that particular part of it it's one of the things that i even had to help joel with initially when we were first kind of creating because initially we were kind of piggybacking off of like stuff that that had already been made you know we mm -hmm. weren't interpolating it but we were basically just piggybacking off of it and trying to basically emulate something that was already there but right. then when it started to come down to creating original things um every now and again it would seem like joel would kind of hit like this little snag where he was like i'm not really sure what to do mm -hmm. and i literally said to him i was like joel when when i come over to the crib you're just playing on the piano like you're not <laughs> even playing anything right but it's it, but it sounds exactly like what you would need in a pack so like you guys got to understand Joel in the matter of like 10 minutes yeah. probably he probably could create a whole pack just from the 10 minutes of him playing and he doesn't remember what he played it's just yeah. in him it's genius, you know what I'm man. saying so <clears throat> probably my <laughs> my greatest thing that I've done for our brand has been to tell Joel to just play whatever he was playing and just record it and stop right, right, just right. diddling on the piano you know what I'm saying yeah um but it's it's interesting to see his trajectory of you know being afraid you know because he's just playing in in the garage to now you know being who he is and being you know s well sought after you too you know you as well so um yeah that whole that even just that even when we, when we met the the fact that like we had already kind of had like a little bit of a six degree of separation and <laughs> didn't know until <laughs> until yeah. uh, till we talked uh, after that service and you just see how like you know it was almost like it, it's not even almost like it you know fate brought us together you know mm -hmm. it, it was it was destined to be yeah and even just the fact that we've been able to do this without like having we haven't had like the struggle to get to this point, you know, it's just been natural and, and yeah. everything has been working, you know, perfectly. But um, yeah, I just say all that. Cause I just wanted to hop in there just, you know, on that point in particular, just to kind of shine, you know, to shout Joel out a bit, just because he's just like, he's really just that good. You know, he really is man. And um, like we had said on an earlier podcast, I believe the tragic hero special music one, we said, you probably would never will hear Joel. <laughs> so we gotta hype him up exactly uh, <laughs> you won't hear him on the podcast he's not gonna talk much but hey we, we might get him in a future one if y'all want <laughs> yeah yeah he'll he'll be on videos though which is interesting it's interesting he'll be in the video but he the the, the podcast is not like that's not his thing you know facts yeah but yeah man it's just it's just great to see and and then my trajectory was you know pretty similar i grew up playing in band too but i actually played trumpet and was really good at the trumpet uh, especially uh, jazz trumpet um winning awards and you know doing all these and i didn't even i i really liked to play but i had no i i didn't want to play after i got out of high school at mm -hmm. all you know it was just my extracurricular thing um all the while my parents were making me play the piano <laughs> <laughs> and so and but at the same time so i'm playing trumpet in school while still having piano lessons Hmm. but playing the drums at church right and then when i got to like 11th grade then i started learning how to play bass a little bit 
mm-hmm. and then got kind of R at, at the base, you know? So I got like all these things that I want to do only to fast forward like five years later after that. And my dad is like, I need you up on this organ, boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so no more drumming, you know, none of that. It was just, I had to get on the organ and, you know, I was glad to help my father out, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I was, it was a pleasure to be able to back him up and to, you know, help him in his ministry. But that, re- that wasn't me. It's just not, you know, keys has never been me. Yeah. And, um, but you know, our backgrounds as musicians and especially musicians from soul jazz gospel background really is the main thing that lends itself to what we do and even coming up with the name it's you know there's a plethora of soul within the team you know and not just us but even the guys that we work with um outside of the immediate team so we just had our first outsource, you know, um, pack that came out uh, two week or last week mm-hmm. with uh, John Smythe, you know. But John Smythe is technically he's technically family, mm-hmm. you know. But again, when you listen to him play, there is an abundance of soul coming out of his fingers. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So our name and how we even came to be really kind of comes from a place of just this natural state of understanding the sound and the textures and even understanding um i don't want to call it the culture because that's probably not the right thing (laughs) um but there's something about soul in particular and when you come from this city Mm -hmm. that is just kind of ingrained in you and you know how to do it i would speak to that culture piece i mean you kind of like live it you know you live it out here Um, exactly yep it reverberates uh, it's hard for cats to describe. It's like we all can sit around and say, like, "Yo, we don't like this," and you don't like it because you don't feel it. Exactly. Like, if you don't feel it, we don't think it's soul. You know? What I mean? Exactly. <laughs> soul is music you feel. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other thing too is, which I think is very particular for this city, especially, is I don't think that there's really that much. I don't think there's much separation between soul um gospel and jazz in our city i kind of feel like they're all infused into one sound and so very rarely will you hear somebody that can play soul really well that does not know how to play church music and vice versa you know what i'm saying it just doesn't it doesn't really exist so um we're even benefactors of of being raised here you know Mm -hmm. and and being able to 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 be part of this culture but so we just wanted to give you guys just like our, our backgrounds, you know, just to kind of give you an idea of, of why we even of how we're able to do what we do. I guess I, I guess we could say. Mm-hmm. But but really what we also want to talk about is why we even started the company and why the company is successful and why we're we're thriving. I mean, we are really doing well. And um, that's been that's just caught us all the way off guard. So. You know, the one thing that I really want to kind of sit and point out, and I, I'm especially going to talk, well, I'm going to talk to those of you who are in the process of maybe starting a company or you had an idea of wanting to start a company. And this is the best part for me. You know, what Pixels and Pads represents is I want us to be able to inspire people that are kind of in that crossroads and trying to figure out the direction that they want to go. But you know, we 
the reason why soul surplus works is because we've solved a problem and that problem is is that people needed soul but they really were only able to get that soul that sounded like late 60s 70s early 80s from vinyl and unfortunately because of that and because of the way that the record industry kind of went sampling has kind of gone away and that sound has went away um in producers because they can't they can't clear samples so now you have people who are um and there's nothing wrong with sampleless music there's nothing wrong with original music original music is great but again the soul has kind of been missing but it's not something that producers ever stopped making you know it's just they make it and then it just sits on the shelf so our company our company works because not only do we create good product and I'm going to pat ourselves on the back we create great product there's really nobody that could do it the way that we do it you, you, know, you know what I'm saying I know that sounds like gloating and everything like that <laughs> I, and I, at, at, to be honest with you I don't, I don't really care because we've worked hard over our, our lifetimes to be able to get to this place to be able to create these sounds and we've taken the gifts and the talents that we've been given and cultivated them over time and to be able to, to then take those things and and the best part is we use our strengths to our advantage right so you know out of the three of us joel is probably the most creative sonically and creating just original sounds out of yep. thin air yep. right and then you are the ultimate you know come right behind that and then like basically add the cherry on top and you know make it just make it full and make it sound as good as it can but also well let me go to my part too and then my gift is more is less of that what you guys do even though i can do that my guess my gift is more on the when it's done packing packaging it putting it out for the public to be able to hear Yep. And then putting it, putting a bow on it so that people's eyes are drawn towards it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's, that's my gift. But the beautiful thing is you actually reside right in between me and Joel. So it's like this perfect marriage of the business and the love side. And then you're like right in the middle where you contribute both on the business side as well as the creation side. Mm -hmm. So the team is just, it's, it's just like a perfect. And then, you know, we're not selfish you know we're we're in this together and we're trying we're trying to do something for each other nobody's you know gunning for the next guy and trying to take anybody out anything that we decide to do you know we sit down and we talk about it, we figure it out today we were just talking about t-shirts and design and things like that and we were talking about that for like an hour <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and it's going to be something that it's you know this is just the beginning of us talking about it but you know when we get up on friday it's probably going to be something that we talk about for a couple of hours so just the fact that we were able to see where there was a problem solve that problem put it out for the world to be able to consume and then and then do it well and also make it look well that's how you run a successful business you know yeah. and so and we're just starting so where we're going to go and you know because the, the the one thing that we're developing now not to get too deep into it and you know john can talk about this for a bit because i don't want to do all the talking 
But one thing that we're doing right now is we've been servicing producers and content creators, but we really want to get into a space where we're also able to service just people learning how to play instruments. Really anybody who's into music, you know, we want to be able to be an inspiration to everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think a good word that we had spoken about in our talks, like Wes said, we have our weekly talks and talk through ideas. Uh, Wes was talking about service and uh, how, you know, that's what drives um, our brand is we just want to provide a quality service to, uh, you know, our consumers and our clientele. We uh, don't want to create anything we wouldn't want to use ourselves. Um, you know, so I think that's what keeps good integrity with the business as well. Cause it's like you're putting, you know, the consumer's always right. Wes says, and you know, you want to service people, um, and give them, you know, what they want and what they need. And, uh, this next endeavor where we'll be getting into breaking down, uh, some instructional things about playing and music, it will be for you know the common person who just wants to learn a little bit or has been trying to learn on their self by themselves uh we'll be able to give them a couple pointers on how to play this stuff that we're creating and i think a lot of people have like fear when they do things like this because they'll be like man are we showing people too much or are we giving right. them uh are we giving them all of our secrets but for us it's again it's a serving aspect that goes before it and like Wes said, it's not any cockiness or, you know, we're just confident who we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know it's like you can't easily uh, reproduce what we're doing because Wes didn't even notice in that chain of, in that project chain of work we do with Joel kind of sonically coming up with the sound and me being a synergist between uh, the marketing and the actual playing as well, adding to the sonic sound between Joel and Wes. Wes also comes behind us and mixes it down. And he has a particular way of mixing that if y'all sat down with him, <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> believe me, because I, I was just at all like even our good buddy Wit, who's a, you know, very established and a, a acclaimed uh, mixing engineer. He's he even mentions it like Wes is mixing like yo I don't know how he does it on <laughs> stock logic stuff but it's just it's, it's an ear it's an eye it's an attention to detail it's, it's all that stuff so like we're just confident in that yeah we're gonna give you guys all the tools to learn this stuff but we know you're not gonna be able to easily reproduce this thing because it's just it's a lot of pieces moving but it's a team man it is such a team effort I'm I'm so glad that you said that in particular because I think that's one thing that I in particular struggled with for a long time. Um, You know, you guys have been privy to, you know, my Achilles heel is trusting people. You know what I'm saying? And not trusting people, I feel like, has been the one reason why I've had why I've had to take L's in the past with ideas and businesses is because I couldn't sit down and say, let me take a couple less dollars to bring somebody else on to actually just help me. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't I didn't do that. And it, and it comes from, you know, just in the beginning of getting burned and, you know, people using you and stuff like that. And and uh, so I became quite jaded and in some ways still have 
still have some of that in me in some ways, but I'm definitely uh, growing in that area. And I'm, you know, you can ask John and Joel, I say to them all, I mean, I thank you guys like every month and it's like, fam, we've been great friends. It'll be five years before you know it, but I still kind of like, thank you guys as if we just met, but that's how grateful I am of the fact that we're all able to do this together. And there's no egos, man. There's no egos. We're just all in this together. Mm-hmm. Like every man, you know, like even the fact, like even the fact that we're able to Joel will at times do so much of the heavy lifting from the sound standpoint, even the fact that he's just like, yeah, but this is for the business. This is for the team. And then on the other side, I'm doing all the heavy lifting with marketing and, you know, talking to the right people to make sure that it gets distributed the right way right. and everything like that. And then again, you're right there in the middle, daggone doing doing two things at one time, but how nobody nobody feels like that they're doing more than the other. You know, we're just all in this together. I don't know if there's too many businesses or brands out there where that happens the way it happens here, you know? So yeah. It's been <clears throat> it's been quite the ride so far. And, you know, I'm I'm just like really grateful for for how well it's going. I mean, even pixels and pads and, and you guys probably you guys probably don't even know this, but, you know, pixels and pads is really almost an extension of soul surplus. You know, I mean, it's, it, it was really intended as a way for us to take the things that we learned from soul surplus and to be able to not just focus on soul and music, but to be able to, to help creatives who are creative in, in any type of area, you know, so not even in the typical creative arts, but, you know, like I, I got a, a, a friend, Doug, Doug, who, who is like a super established, uh, developer, you know what I'm saying? So he goes and he buys like these super old properties and, you know, gets them going and becomes a landlord, you know what I'm saying? Or sells them, you know, the fact that he's able to figure out how to do these things, that that's a creative to me. You know what I'm saying? That's not, you don't have to just draw or paint to be a creative or sing and play instrument. You know, the fact that he's able to not only find the diamond in the rough, but to spend as little as possible and then yep. to flip that for a profit, like that's an art, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and and for how young he is too. I mean, he's only like 33, 34. Mm. So, um, you know, that's that's really where Pixels and Pads comes from, is from what we were able to what we've been able to do with Soul Surplus and how we've been able to inspire people. Uh, John can attest to this. There's nothing greater than when somebody tags us in their video when they've taken Soul Soul, Soul Surplus samples. Mm-hmm. And they've created their own, their own new production, and then they share it with the world, and they're like super proud of it too. But we were the, the foundation to help inspire them to get to that. Like mm-hmm. that's that's like, it's the money is cool, but that's the kind of thing that makes me feel like what we're doing is important, and kind of makes everything all that much better. And goes into what you were saying, how if you really want to be successful in business, and this is something that I had to learn. You have to learn how to serve people first and foremost, you know, because you can't just always you can't always have your hand out, you know, and that's one thing that we're working towards 
is to not always have our hand out, but even, you know, go, go a bit further and giving back, you know, especially to those who have invested in our platform, man. So, you know, one of the things that we were even able to benefit from was being able to, um, to leverage our, our friendship, uh, with somebody that kind of already had an in, uh, so without trying to use my friend, cause that's, I know it's when I said leverage, it sounds terrible, but you know, one of our good friends is Daniel Steele and Dan has been doing uh, sound design and sample packs for a couple years now. And not only do they have their own store, um, MSX audio, uh, but you know, there's also, uh, they also outsource to, um, a, one of the biggest, uh, sample, uh, libraries, which is, uh, drum broker. And so, um, when initially, when I was talking to Dan about us starting this company, he was like, Hey man, you know, make sure you send your stuff out to drum broker. And I was like, really? Because I think initially we just wanted to keep everything in-house. And so he said, yeah, man, no, you want to, you want to outsource to him because <clears throat> he's already got, you know, market share. He's already got the customer, you know, customer base, the email list, the whole nine. And since you guys are just starting, you know, it, it might be beneficial for you guys to be able to get into there because even if you're just starting, just the fact that he already has this laid down in the foundation built, you know, you guys should be able to make a couple of dollars. And so I said, okay, cool. So, uh, thankfully our friend, uh, Dan introduced us to, um, to the guy that I'm not going to say his name cause he might not want people to know his name, but the guy that runs drum broker and we were able to start a relationship and to have a meeting with him to talk about splits, you know, as far as, uh, you know, percentages and things like that from sales, um, how, how all those uh, intricacies would work out and how that would be beneficial to both parties, both soul surplus and drum broker. And so, um, that probably that move was probably the, probably the, the best thing that we did. And we definitely have to thank Dan for, uh, for mentioning that because, um, it's the main reason why we've been able to, to make as much money as we have is because we were able to basically, uh, to, to link arms with, you know, the best to do it basically, you know? So the fact that he gave us that cosign and said, Hey man, you got, you definitely want to check these guys out. So not only were we able to get into the store, but very quickly we became one of the higher sellers in the store as well. And I think even still to, to now, I think we're still part of the top three or four in sales on the store. So it's been great. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that we talked about that specifically to, to show you that, uh, even though we were able to get into a bigger store, I think it was the fact that we did what we did well and presented it well. And that's a lot of the reason why we're able to do it. And the, to put the cherry on top, um, I think us doing utilizing our podcast to actually talk about the brand story is just going to make it, you know, that much richer. Um, yeah. On our blog on Pixels and Pads, I've written a piece which kind of uh, mentions what we're speaking about here about relationships uh, being an integral part of business. Um, and what Wes just mentioned 
um, is very true. Uh, Daniel Steele is a close friend and, you know, producer, uh, a contemporary of ours who really just threw us the oop, man, as we say. Oh, yeah. And, you know, without even question, he didn't even care. I mean, some people would consider like we would be um, almost uh, competitors to his business. Right. Um, but he he doesn't care, man. He was trying to look out for us, and we're greatly appreciative of him uh, for that, man. And man, D still is so good. We always say, man, he's he's so good. He's confident in what he does. Yep. You know, I'm sure you know those insecurities don't come up with him. But uh, yeah, man, just to further the notion of relationships really being you know key with business. Uh, I in my piece I called it. Uh, doing business for the sake of relationships right uh, many times people will have relationships for the sake of business and it's kind of like the ulterior motive thing and that can go some places but it doesn't go too far uh because at the end of the day if you're only in relationship with someone for what you can get from them uh we call that a leech yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh also that can be pretty uh tough when tough times come mm-hmm. uh Alternative motives come out and things can get ugly and messy. And what I said in that written piece, if you guys go and check it out, I'm giving that plug over and over again. Uh, man, it's better to go through that mess with a real friend. And uh, absolutely, that's what we got here, man. You know, uh, you can have those real talks. Yeah, the uncomfortable talks about money. But hey, man, why not have it with a friend and with someone you don't even know? Yep. And uh, we've had that with D. Still, with even going further with Smythe, who we've done our first outsource pact us as our um as our brand it's the first time we've outsourced um the sounds because Smythe is a way better guitar player than my brother and i yes we've played guitar on other packs <laughs> yeah. of ours but we kind of reached our ceiling on those and <laughs> yeah he, yeah i mean let's just be honest and he Smythe is really good at what he does he brought a great sounds he great he brought a quality product and you know that's, that's someone i rock with every week you know we play in bands and at church and create music and you know it's easy man it's family so and he's a great teacher on the low yeah he's gonna be doing that he teaches uh weekly teaches kids how to play bass and guitar um so you guys will be getting a little bit of that uh from him but yeah man just to encourage anyone else out there who we've been talking to who's thinking of doing their own thing starting their own brand and they're working their business and building their team Man, don't forget relationships, man. Uh, things happen at the speed of relationship, and uh, you can't do much on an island by yourself. You need people. You need to help. Uh, yeah, man. Definitely. So if there's probably three things to definitely take from this conversation, you know, first thing, first things first, do great work. Um, I think that goes without saying. And, um, you know, uh, like you just got finished saying, um, make sure that you're managing your relationships well. This is probably the area where the majority of us struggle with. I know that's an area that I'm I was trash at managing relationships um, mm-hmm. over the years. Um, but now I'm seeing how, you know, holding my tongue, seeing certain things from other people's perspectives um, and seeing where they arrive to their conclusions about whatever you know, the situation can be um, understanding how not to not to jump to conclusions uh, can actually bode well for you in, in the long run. Um, so 
uh yeah number one uh you know do great work number two um you know make sure that you're you're utilizing your relationships and putting a lot of effort into those relationships and then number three um which probably could be the most important point you know make sure that you understand that at the end of the day that you want to give more than you're asking and you want to be in a position to be able to serve people and to give to people as much as possible and if you're not in a position to give not because you expect something in return, but to give because you're trying to inspire and you're trying to help jumpstart somebody else's creativity, especially, you know, in our case, um, don't expect to make any type of financial return. It's just not going to happen. Um, people can smell through that and see through that very, very quickly. And so definitely, you know, once again, work hard, be nice <laughs> and serve, serve people, man. And, you know, that trifecta alone will, will always, uh, will always benefit you and your brand and your business in the long run. And so, uh, we definitely thank you guys for checking into this episode. We just wanted to give you guys a backstory, kind of go off the beaten path a bit. We have a couple new episodes that are going to be coming out over the next couple of weeks with a few great guests. Uh, we just wanted to take a break and to give you guys a chance to hear from, uh, John and I, cause we never, we don't like to talk about ourselves that much, but, um, but yeah, just def definitely take some time out. If you are a creative that is, uh, looking for, you know, music for whatever reason to add to a song or, or to add to your content or anything like that. Um, you know, we do provide that with our, our, our business soul surplus. Um, but to check out soul surplus, head over to soulsurplus.com. And uh, follow us on Facebooks uh, at Soul Surplus and Instagram at Soul Surplus. Um, plenty of goodies to go around, especially if you subscribe to our newsletter. And um, definitely look out for uh, we just actually um, just had our first giveaway uh, from a session that we did, which was actually hosted by Pixels and Pads. Um, we had an in the lab live session and we. Uh, we wrote out a new initiative where we wanted to be able to take the sounds that we recorded from those sessions and give those to everybody that subscribed to our list. And, um, and it's, it's been, it's, we only, it's only been what a day, John, since that, yeah. since that sound went out and we've already gotten two videos from people taking it and, uh, and flipping it and using it, you know, for their own production. So um, definitely sign up for that, that, uh, that newsletter, it's not going to be just sounds, but there's definitely going to be some instructional uh, material in there as well as some tips. So, you know, be sure to head over to soulsurplus.com. But once again, we thank you guys for uh, listening to us this week. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and to go back and listen to all the past uh, episodes. And we'll see you the next time. Talk to you soon. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Pixels and Pads podcast at www.pixelsandpads.com. You can also find us on iTunes and the Google Play Store. And if you're feeling the show, please do us a huge favor and leave a review.